Welcome to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a stimulating discussion of news and humor from a Jewish perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Rabbi Mendy. Good morning, Shavua Tov, Akutevach. Welcome to Sunday Schmooze on this somewhat beautiful Sunday morning. Well, it's always beautiful. It, we're living in God's great world, so it's always beautiful. But now that we are within two weeks, that's right, in less than two weeks is the beginning of Passover, the beginning of Pesach, we'll be sitting down to our first Seder on Friday night. So from last Friday night, two weeks from last Friday night, we'll be sitting down and enjoying our first Seder. Hopefully, you'll be enjoying it with family and friends as you take part in the holiday that celebrates the birthday, the birth of our people. Yesterday on Shabbos, We had a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos here at Chabad. And I hope you had a great Shabbos too. One of the fascinating things that happened yesterday was when we took out from we took out three Torah scrolls from the Ark. You see, on a typical Shabbos, we take out one Torah scroll. That's right, one Torah scroll is enough because we read. The portion of the week. And the portion of the week is, is um, cyclical. It starts at Simchas Torah, the Shabbos after Simchas Torah. And every Shabbos, read another portion. There's a total of 54 portions in the Torah. And over the course of the year, we complete the entire Torah. And we celebrate it on Simchas Torah. However, whenever there's a holiday that comes at the same time during Shabbos, we'll take out a second Torah to represent the extra reading concerning that holiday. In the case of yesterday, the second Torah was for the holiday known as Rosh Chodesh. The new month, the beginning of the month, the head of the month. Yesterday was the first day of the month of Nisan. Passover begins on the 15th day. Hence, exactly two weeks from the beginning of Passover. And then... The third Torah was taken out because during these weeks prior to Passover, we read 
a host, well, not a host, but four different special portions that get us in the mode, get us in the mood of Passover. So before Purim, we had two Shabbases where we read two special Torah portions. Then yesterday, we read a, sec- a third Parsha. And finally, next week, we'll read the fourth and final one of these special four portions. What was unique about yesterday's portion? Yesterday's portion was known as Parshas HaChodesh, the portion relating to the calendar. You see, our calendar follows the cycle of the moon. And that's why our months are made up of 29 or 30 days. But the mit- we have an actual mitzvah. God gave us a commandment to set up the calendar and to follow the moon cycle and how to do it. And, and all the details of our calendar are alluded to in this mitzvah. Now, this mitzvah was given to us at a very precarious time. This mitzvah was given to us right between plague number nine and plague number 10 while the Jews were in Egypt. So after plague number nine, you know, Moses is talking to Pharaoh and Pharaoh is upset at him and he's angry and, and it's before plague number 10 and God says, oh, now I'm going to tell you this mitzvah. And in that mitzvah, what we read yesterday, not only does it talk about the calendar, but it also talks about that everyone has to prepare for the Exodus. That after this final 10th plague, the Jews are finally going to leave Egypt and be free people. How did they prepare? So the whole process where they had to get a, a, a lamb. Each person had to get a lamb and bring it to his, tie it to his bed and be together with it for uh, the four days leading from that Shabbos until the, until the, the day of Passover. Then on that evening of Passover or the afternoon before, they would slaughter the lamb and they would um, um, put it on a, a barbecue and the blood they would paint onto the doorposts so that when the angel of death encircled Egypt to um, punish all the firstborn Egyptians, he knew to pass over the homes of the Jewish people. And now you know how this holiday got the name Passover. Because in Hebrew, Pesach means to pass over. So it's Passover. So that, Because the angel of death passed over the homes of the Jewish people. And that's why we took out three Torahs yesterday. To read about the regular weekly portion. To read about Rosh Chodesh. And to read about the mitzvah. And that's the very first mitzvah we received. Now, oftentimes... If you don't uh, listen to our show or come to Shul, you may think when asked, what is the first mitzvah of the Torah? And many people will answer, I don't know, I am God, the first one of the Ten Commandments? Well, that is the first mitzvah of the Ten Commandments. It is not the first mitzvah that the Jewish people were given. In fact, recently, I was, you know, you may have heard this before. It turns out that in in, in in incarceration, everybody wants to be Jewish. If you ever visit a jail or you visit a prison, one of the hottest items are the kosher food. Don't ask me why. Well, I kind of know the reason. 
But that's not the point of the story. Everybody wants to say that they're Jewish so that they can get the kosher meals. So, you know, one of the things they ask me when I go in, they say, can you find out to ascertain if this person is really Jewish or not? This is not a real, um, it's really more, more academic than anything else. And, and, and I was talking to somebody and I said to him, you're Jewish? He goes, yeah, of course I'm Jewish. I said, he says to me, yeah, I have all the same commandments like you do. <laughs> so I smiled and I said, I, I, that's fascinating. And, and I really hope you do. And I said, how many commandments do you have? So he says to me, 10, just like you. So I said to him, that's nice. But us Jewish people have 613 commandments. He goes, what? Forget it. I'm not Jewish. Let's drop that. It was, it was funny and surreal at the same time. But the point is, God gave us a lot of commandments. And each commandment, as you know, the word mitzvah for commandment doesn't mean good deed. The word mitzvah, as I said, means commandment, but means connection. God gave us 613 ways to connect to him. They're not burdens. They're not, oi, the Yiddish saying of the day brought to you by Kate's Financial Service, it's tough, it's hard to be a Jew. The mitzvahs are ways to connect. You know, if your spouse told you about ways that you can make his or her life better, and each time you do that, you're connecting with your spouse, wouldn't you be thankful at the fact that you were given those opportunities? Every time we have an opportunity to connect with our children, that's an amazing moment. Similarly, we're in a relationship with God. And on one hand, God can say, hey, you know what? You figure it out. You figure out how to connect with me. And that would be really tough. We'd have to come up with all sorts of ways and never know if we're connecting. However, God gave us a myriad of commandments, a myriad of connection points, allowing us to connect. You put on tefillin today, You've connected. You gave a coin to charity. You've connected. On Passover at the Seder, you're going to eat some shmura matzah. You've connected. Every mitzvah you do is another connection point. And every time you get to do a mitzvah, that's a reason for joy. So back to yesterday. Yesterday we took out three Torahs from the Ark to read from during the Torah reading. And there's only one time every year that we take out three Torahs, and that's on Simcha's Torah. Simcha's Torah, the, the most joyous day of the year, we take out three Torahs. And then, there's only one or two times over the course of the year that that happens again, and not even every year. There can, you can go for a few years when the only time you'll take out three Torahs from the Ark would be on Simcha's Torah. But this year, we got to do that yesterday, and that led, obviously, to much joy and celebration as we tapped in to, as the Kabbalists say, that when three Torahs are removed from the Ark, we are able to tap into the greatest levels of blessing that come down from heaven. So by us, it was a very joyful Shabbos, and I hope it was joyful by you as well. Now, as I mentioned, there's less than two weeks till Passover, so I have to ask you, did you register yet? For the Seder? We have a Seder on Cedar. That's right. We have the most amazing Seder that takes place on Cedar Street. 
And this year being a Friday night, it's the best opportunity for you to come out and enjoy a Seder filled with the most amazing food, the most amazing wines, and matzah. So you have all you want and, obviously, the most amazing Seder mates, people that are going to sit with you and enjoy the Seder. Go to www.jewishma.com, J-E-W-I-S-H-M-A.com. Go to that website and, and choose from the menu to join us for the Seder. We'd love to have you. The first Seder is on Friday night. The second Seder is Saturday night. Now, the second Seder starts a little later. Oh, that even rhymes. The second Seder starts later. Anyway, I'm a poet. I didn't even know it. It starts later and it ends much later. But the first Seder starts earlier and ends early. We make sure that from when we start the actual Seder, we make Kiddush on the first cup of wine until... The end of the first Seder is about 90 minutes. So that's good for adults. It's good for children. You give the kids a little nap earlier if they have to. And again, it's Friday night. What are we doing on Shabbos morning other than going to Shul? So I look forward to t celebrating the Seder on Seder with you and your family. You don't have to be a member of anything to join us. All you got to do is go to our website, jewishma.com, and click on the link for the seders talking about the website and the links and what else we have on our website we have everything you need for passover oh did i mention <clears throat> that we're gonna have some of the most amazing food at the seder special this year for the first time ever not only are we going to have um food and not only are we going to have briskets but this year for the first time ever we're going to have smoked brisket at the Seder. It's a delicacy. It's an expensive delicacy, but it was one that Rachi and I felt we want to do something special and different for all the people that are going to join us and celebrate with us. If you've never tasted smoked brisket, you've never tasted brisket before. So if you want to be part of this, all you got to do, jewishma.com and register for the Seder and... We'd love to see you there. Before we go to our break with a song and tell you what else we've got going on for Pesach, I have Chani here who's got to run into Hebrew school. But before she does, she wants to join us and say the Shema together with us. So if you have your yarmulke, put on your yarmulke, celebrate Passover, Hanukkah. Uh, I'm a rhymer too, you see that? So put on your yarmulke, take your right hand and cover your eyes, and let's say together the Shema. Let's do it slowly. You ready? Shema Yisrael Adonai Eleinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kibayt Malchusai Le'olam Ba'ed. Okay, okay, you can take your hand off your eyes. What about a coin for the pushka? We're going to put a coin in the pushka? Okay, here's a coin. You got a pushka. Going over here, drop the coins in the pushka. And let's make our day a more charitable day. Thank you very much. Oh, I love the sound of that. And now, if you have a drink, I have my hot coffee in my hot cup. And let's say a bracha together. Baruch ata adinai elahenu melech haolam shehakol nihiya bidvaro. Ah, that's good. And now, I'm going to ask Hanukkah. She loves to always sing for us. And we sang the Enu last time. 
So how about we sing the We Want Mashiach Now song? Because that's for sure. We really want Mashiach now. Let's do it nice and slow. Here we go. Am Yisrael will have no fear. Mashiach will be here this year. Am Yisrael will have no fear. Mashiach will be here this year. We want Mashiach now. We want Mashiach now. We want Mashiach now. And we don't want to wait. We want Mashiach now. We want Mashiach now. We want Mashiach now. We don't want to wait. That's right. We definitely don't want to wait. Thank you very, very much, Khani, for joining us. It's out of the mouths of babes. It's where it all happens. It's the children who their demands to bring us to a world of betterment and goodness and kindness will happen. So I mentioned that we also have other programs. Number one is, it's so, so important to sell your chametz. What am I talking about? On the holiday, during Passover, we're not allowed to eat any chametz. We're not allowed to cook any chametz. We're not allowed to have any pleasure from chametz. And we're not allowed to even own any chametz. You can't have chametz that belongs to you in your possession. So any food that's made out of, of a grain that has not been careful to be kept as kosher for Pesach, and it ferments, it becomes chametz. And besides the common chametz products like bread, obviously, and challah, and pasta, and cookies, and cakes, Besides all that and the cereals, you know, the typical ones that you expect. Did you know that most liquors are chametz? That's right. Most uh, liquors are made out of various type of grains. Vodkas, scotches, etc. Those are all chametz. Now, they do make kosher for Passover vodka, which is, I think, made either out of potatoes or out of uh, bananas. I don't know. I don't make vodka, but I'm guessing it's made out of that. We'll actually have some of it here um, because some people like that on Pesach. So I bought a bottle for people uh, during the Kiddushes on Pesach. But then there are other foods that are just not KFP. You know what KFP is? It's modern day lingo for kosher for Passover. But they're not KFP. So you might have candies or chips or even popcorn. They seem innocuous. However... If they weren't carefully watched that they shouldn't be that they should be kosher for Passover, then they aren't. Because I've been to these plants where they make these foods. Even if you buy fish, and if they're making it in the same room together with breaded fish, it's not gonna be kosher for Passover. So all the foods that you buy for Passover must say on it kosher for Passover, that they were careful that it did not come in contact with any sort of leaven. So what if you what do you do? If you have stuff, you have cereal, you have pretzels, or you have that scotch collection that you really, really enjoy, and you don't want to spill it out, and you don't have enough time to drink the whole bottle before Passover, what do you do? How do you get rid of it? And that's where the sale of chametz comes in. It's a solution brought to us by the Code of Jewish Law. And in it, we do, we take the chametz and we sell it. Well, actually, we take the chametz and place it in a closet, a closed cabinet or closet or basement in our, in our, in our houses. We lock it up and we make a sign on it that this is, this is the chametz. We either put some tape 
on the cabinet, tie it up with a string, or literally write on a piece of paper that you stick on it, says, this cabinet has chametz in it. And then you fill out the form on our website. You go fill out the form, name, address, and then we take all the chametz forms, and we have them all sold to a non-Jew. And the non-Jew buys the chametz before Passover, and after the, after the holiday is over, the same non-Jew sells it back so we can once again enjoy the chametz. So right after the holiday is over, boom, you can take out that scotch and say l'chaim. Interestingly, if we don't sell our chametz, then even after Passover is over, Passover is over. Did you get that one? Even after Passover is over, you still cannot eat from that food. So you have to get rid of it. So the best thing to do is easy, simple, and free of charge. Go to our website, fill out the form, and then before the holiday begins, the holiday begins on April 15th. So in the morning on April 15th, you make sure you tape up those closets, any place that has chametz in it, you close it up, and you have it, and you leave it there for the entire Passover. So that's a good way to keep your chametz and be able to eat it after Passover is over. Now, what about matzah? Now, any matzah, if it's kosher for Passover, is good to eat on Passover. However, according to Kabbalah, eating shmura matzah, that's the handmade round matzah, um, that's very similar to the matzah that, that the Jewish people, our ancestors, ate as they were leaving Egypt and walking in the desert. That matzah, that shmura matzah, is the best for your health and the best for your faith. In fact, it's referred to as the food of healing and the food of faith. So you have to make sure that you have shmura matzah to eat on Passover, especially on the nights, the two nights of the Seder, on Friday night, April 15th, and on Saturday night, April 16th, after nightfall, after 8, 12 p.m., make sure that you have a piece of matzah, a piece of shmura matzah, about a third or a half of a matzah is perfect. Eat that matzah so you can ingest the food of healing we need so much and the food of faith that we also need so much. Did you have, do you have Shemur Matzah? So, as you know, in honor of the Rebbe's 120th birthday, we bought hundreds of pounds of Ukrainian matzah. That means matzah that came, that was baked and made in Ukraine, sent here before the war began, and we've been delivering matzah throughout the community. Now, as you may know, some of you who were here last week on Shabbos, you saw boxes and boxes piled up in the shul, filled with these matzahs, three matzahs in a box, packed up to the ceiling almost, as they were ready for the, the most amazing community we have. Volunteers, the MVPs, the mitzvah volunteer people, who are going around and giving out these matzahs. And we gave ready to almost 500 random Jewish homes in our community. You may be one of the lucky people in our community that got some of that matzah. And if you didn't, and you want matzah, just shoot me an email. Rabbi at gotchabad.com Rabbi at G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com Rabbi at gotchabad.com Send me an email, and I'll be happy to make sure that you get one of those matzahs. But besides that, 
you can go to our website, jewishma.com, click on the link that says matzah and wine, and you can order matzah, you can order wine, the different wines that you'd like to order. You can order also kosher for Passover chicken and, and beef and even fish. All this raw, and you can order that to have it cooked in your home. Go to our website, jewishma.com. And finally, is one more thing you can get for Passover by going to our website. And we like to call that the Seder to go kit. You see, many of you may be the first time you're doing a Seder, or you may be a professional Seder conductor. Whether you are professional or this is the first time, we have a Seder in a box. That is a complete Seder kit, everything you need for the Seder plate, including the Seder plate and the matzah and the wine and all of the six um, items you need to sit on top of the Seder. It's going to Seder in a box, and you can get one also on our website. Click on the link that says Seder to go, and fill out the form. And if you can't afford the cost, of no problem. We have subsidized Seder kits to go as well. Just go to the website and sign up right away because we're running out. And if you don't do it right away, it will be too late. So you may want to Seder plate, but it just might be too late. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this, um, it's, it's Sunday morning, we're still in the mode of uh, Motzoye Shabbat, the end of Shabbos. Shabbos is still in our bones, and I know some of you in our, in our audience love some Sephardi uh, music, so I have a whole Saturday night Havdalah program for, in Sephardi style music sung by Yoval Tayeb. He's great, we love him, enjoy.
didn't get you up and dancing, I don't know what will. We keep on talking about the coming of Mashiach. We're at the crack of dawn, the crack of, of goodness and light and beauty. And just before that, you know, they say that the darkness of the night is the worst. It's the darkest right before the crack of dawn. To get us into that mode, knowing that we are in the coming up to that moment of light and beauty, and redemption, and exodus, not just from Egypt, but from all of our problems. Here's MBD, Mordechai Ben David's Crack of Dawn. Whispers words of prayer 
seems that all is life in a flash may disappear wait the crack of dawn as it greets the weary trooper now his comrades he can see reunited all for victory Like the night so swiftly turned to day You know, over the course of history, we, as the Jewish people, have heard the term or the saying or the shock when people say, oh, we didn't know you were coming back. That's right. 
when the Jews returned to Israel after the Babylonian exile, the people that were living in their homes from 70 years earlier said, oh, we didn't know you were coming back. You know, after the Holocaust in Europe, when Jews came back to their homes after the Holocaust was over, and then the locals who took over their homes saw them and said, oh, we didn't know you were coming back. And then again, in this generation, when the Jews came back to the land of Israel, again the locals who took over their homes and took away their businesses said, oh, we didn't know you were coming back. Well, guess what? Everyone, we knew we were coming back. Since the day we left, we've been packed to return. Exile is never a one-way trip for the Jews. And we say to them, didn't you know that? So the question was, and the question is, we get it that you didn't know we were coming back. But we are. So now, what will you do as you find yourself living in our homes? As World War II was heating up in Poland, a young Jewish girl witnessed the following incident. One of her mother's Polish friends came over to the house. She sat down with her mother at the dining room table and began sniffling about the terrible fate of the Jews under the Germans. She wrung her hands and she shook her head, wiping her tears as her, Jew her Jewish friend watched her. How terrible, how awful what's happening to the Jews and what's going to happen to the Jews. They'll take everything from you. They'll deport you. How depressing. And then without skipping a beat, she said, Can I have your dining room table and chairs? In an instant, this girl's mother stood up, grabbed her quote-unquote friend, and pushed her out of the house and down the front steps to the sidewalk. Good riddance. By the way, as a PS, this family ended up surviving the war by hiding in a crawl space for four years. So even before we left, people were depending on us to leave and to never return. They needed us to vanish forever so they could have our homes, they could have our furniture, our land, our greenhouses, our vineyards and marketplaces. They were depending on us. And by coming back, we've let them down. And now that we're back, to these people, we're a huge inconvenience. You know, the laziest of them were expecting the big, the biggies, the big killers, the big murderers, Haman, Pharaoh, or the Germans to take care of their troublesome problem, our presence. And they were let down by them because all those major murderers have failed and the Jews are back again. So now what do they do? They turn to small-time pharaohs and small-time Hamans and small-time Hitlers. 
like the animal who killed four Jews in Be'er Shava a week ago, and the beast who murdered five Jews in Bnei Brak just last week. You know, they say there was this angry bird that was very upset at the ocean because the ocean washed away its nest. And the bird was determined to empty the ocean <clears throat> one beak at a time. It picked up sand. You may have heard the story before. Picked up sand in its beak and dropped it in the ocean and then did it again and again because it was determined to get rid of the ocean. You know, that's how they are. They pick at our people. One is innocent life and another believing that if they just persist, we will really go away and go away for good. It's evil. And you know, God already declared back, way back when, 3,000 years ago at Mount Sinai, and he said, do not be jealous for it will lead to theft and murder. Haven't we seen the fulfillment of this godly prediction? For no reason whatsoever, they burn with envy at our lives, our families, our faith, our land, our everything. It compels them, it forces them to grab what isn't theirs. And when they're denied, they turn to murder in cold blood. The salt on the wound is that these attacks are almost unheard of in the outside of Israel. You know, when a mass shooting happens anywhere on earth, whether it's in Colorado or it's in, 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 um, in uh, Amsterdam, everyone refers to the attacker as a murderer. And everyone refers to the, the, the attacked as a victim. But somehow in Israel, the attacker is just a sympathetic figure. And those that are attacked, well, they're occupiers. And didn't they have it coming? And besides, it's going on and on. The whole story is getting boring anyway. Why don't we, they just get along? It's this apathy that's almost as bad and possibly worse because it, it feeds the murderers themselves. So, we have come back and it's high time that these people get over the disappointment and they deal with it. And once they realize that, that we're back and we're not going anywhere, it'll be better obviously for us. And believe it or not, it'll be better for them, better for God and better for the entire world. And until then, we proceed with faith even while we're in pain. We have a prayer for justice on our lips and we have the knowledge that Mashiach is coming right now and that this year's Passover, instead of saying next year in Jerusalem, we'll be able to say this year in Jerusalem because this year's Passover will really be back and this time back for good. You know, the Torah portion that we read last Shabbos, not yesterday, but a week ago, we learn about a Jew who dies and when they die for a holy cause, they're referred to as holy, Kedoshim. In the past two weeks, we have 11 holy Kedoshim. The Hebrew word for the day, Kedoshim, brought to you by our means. Kedoshim means holy Jews. Their souls go right to heaven because they were ki killed, Al-Kiddush Hashem, 
for the sanctity of God's name. Doris, Yachbaz, Laura, Yitzchak, Rabbi Moshe Kravitsky, Menachem Yecheskel, Yezen Falech, and Shirel Abucharet, Amir Kori, Yaakov Shalom, Avisha Yecheskel, Victor Sorakopot, and Dmitri Mitrik. They are all holy. And they dwell now in the top levels of Ganeid, in the top levels of heaven. But we pray for their loved ones to find God's strength and God's consolation and to feel the love of the brothers and sisters everywhere. And we pray for those who were injured, that they should have a Rafua Shalema Okrova, complete and speedy recovery. And as I said, that this year Pesach, we celebrate with joy and jubilation with the revelation of Mashiach now. Throughout our history, we've, we've had many ups and downs, miracles, and every time those things happened, those miracles that came our way and brought us from the downs to the ups, we say, Dayenu. Dayenu, thank you, God, for giving us what we had. And if you had only given that, Dayenu, it would have been enough. Dayenu, 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 it would have been enough. Enjoy Maccabees. Dayenu, to get you into the Dayenu mood as we prepare for Passover. Die, 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 die
Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you for everything you need for Passover, join us for the Seder, get yourself some matzah and wine, sell your chametz, and anything else you need to do, go to our website, jewishma.com, www.jewishma.com, jewishma.com, and that's where you'll find everything you need, and we'd love to see you. I want a, a note, quick note, the, sh- the Sunday of Pesach, which is... Um, April 15th, 16th, April 17th is the, first, is the second day of Passover and we will not have a schmooze show that day. But we will be here next week celebrating the Rebbe's 120th birthday. You don't want to miss next week's show. Join us again. And in the meantime, remember that your next deed will change the world. So make it a good one. L'chaim! You've been listening to Sunday Schmooze with Rabbi Mendy Kievman from the Chabad House Jewish Community Center on Cedar Street in Milford. For more information on the Chabad House, including upcoming events, adult programs, Hebrew school, and more, visit gotchabad.com. That's G-O-T-C-H-A-B-A-D.com. Shalom. Ja, 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 ja,